0: Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene Steinkamp. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Welcome to another episode of the Fight for Your Marriage podcast. I'm happy to sit down today with my mom, Charlene, and to talk to you about a topic that we hear from people often they deal with, and it's the topic of an in-home prodigal. Sometimes spouses come home because they need to financially. They can't afford to be on their own. Sometimes spouses come home because they're kind of testing the waters and they want to see how things go, but there are still struggles in the marriage. And we refer to that as an in-home prodigal. And you might be dealing with that today. And so we want to give you some practical hope if you find yourself facing that type of situation.
1: We all have needs. We want things like security, approval, affection, comfort, and respect from our spouses. When you are living with a prodigal spouse in the house, those things are not only missing, but you have a daily reminder that they are missing. Many people have said it is harder to live with an in-home prodigal than it is with a prodigal who is outside of the home. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1 it says wives in the same way submit yourselves to your own husbands so that if any of them do not believe the word they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives what a powerful scripture your example of Jesus in front of your spouse is the most important thing you can do Who better to show your spouse the unconditional love of Jesus than you? What an honor.
0: It's definitely an honor for the people, although it may not feel that way when they're going through it.
1: That is so true.
0: Well, today we're going to give you a treat because you're going to get to listen to several testimonies from men and women just like you who are walking the journey of living with an in-home prodigal and I know that these are going to not only bless you but they're going to encourage you to see that there is hope for a marriage when your prodigal is living under the same roof even if it seems like they have no interest in working on your marriage.
2: I have an in-home prodigal. Um, I have been standing for my marriage for almost three years now. Um, I have seen changes in my husband but more importantly, I've seen changes in myself. Um, I've had the opportunity to write two devotionals for RMM, as well as receive two prayer, um, two people to call me, the last one being Diane, uh, Deanne, um, and so blessed by the prayer. I'm thankful because I know that it's because of my relationship with God, my relationship with Jesus, me draw closer to Jesus, that my husband is actually now telling me that he wants his wife, Um, and before he wanted nothing to do with me. Um, He never left. He's always been in the home, Um, but literally everything that he was doing, I saw um, almost everything I was able to see because the other woman moved into our neighborhood. But I give God all glory, honor, and praise, but guess what? Because I know uh, that God is a healer of brokenness. He is a deliverer and um yes i i just wanted to bless others with my testimony thank you and you have a wonderful day bye-bye
3: i have an in-home prodigal and i've been in this situation for uh, about five years now i see him softening towards our children um not violent he's never violent but he's always been harsh with his words um just uh not good to build him up. Uh, in the past, he's doing better now. Um, I don't think um, speaking the truth to him helps, so I don't say anything, but I do through my actions try to be an example to him and the kids. How I cope is I have a good church family and it was only because of Charlene's um, devotional and me reading it for years and years I was able to start going to a church in two thousand and fifteen, and I have developed a church family and I have one specific prayer warrior that is very um in the same boat I am but um she's uh her walk is a little bit longer and she's a lot more has a lot more wisdom um about the bible so I've been able to uh depend on her we are each other's prayer warriors so and that's the predominantly besides uh praying, which is my number one go to <laughs> is to pray. And it does calm me. It gets my nerves not nerves, but my it allows me not to react when I go into the prayer closet. So I'm very thankful for rejoice marriage ministries. Uh without them I would Probably have been divorced four or five years ago. <laughs> but as it is now, my children and I are all living under the same roof. And there are some good times. And uh, it's, it's well worth that. And I know the Lord's working on his heart. And thanks again. I am calling to talk about in-home prodigals.
4: I'm just gonna give you some things that helped me. Um, First of all, I think what I needed to do was to seek the Lord and ask for His help. And when I did that, the Lord really did His part. He came in and healed me. He came in and showed me what I was doing wrong, um, which was everything. Um, I needed to learn how to stop um, snooping. I needed to learn how to stop making him feel bad, because I felt so bad. I wanted him to feel as bad as I did. So once I began to stand, things got really, really bad. Um, And I learned that that was good, that when things got really bad, that was good. So the more i researched the more i learned and i knew that i was on the right path the lord was clear to me that i should be standing for my marriage so along the way um, i learned that i needed to fast and pray every day to put on the armor of god the hedge of protection and i had just learned i learned to pray for my husband and i learned to pray for myself and my children the lord at this time really came into my life um, and gave me everything I really needed. He sent me to you, um, I needed a spiritual family, I needed a spiritual mother, and Charlene was my mother, and Lori was my sister. And then he sent me um, resources to help me. I needed a father badly, I, Adrian Rogers, Jack Graham, Tony Evans, Dr. Jeremiah, um, Pete Briscoe was more like my brother. I found all these wonderful resources. They pretty much came to me. I didn't really um, go crazy finding things. They came to me. When I asked questions, I would have new emails um and new sites that I would click on, and all of a sudden there was a message there that I needed. Um, I learned to pray um, the scripture, the personalized scriptures that Charlene had um, created on the website. Um, the prayer especially to soften my husband's heart. And I would pray. I prayed that still, probably two to three, maybe four times a week. And I prayed that every day. And I learned to pray, to be open and raw with the Lord, to make, give Him my heart. And He healed me. And He really is. He became my father, my husband, my friend. He really gave me everything, um, all the help and encouragement. And when I couldn't do it anymore. There was breakthroughs and there was um, really good things that happened to the family. I put um, a Bible um, underneath the couch where my husband would sleep. I uh, would pray over that area. I wouldn't snoop, but I would ask the Lord to make um, to soften my husband's heart and to build up walls and barriers between the relationship. With the other woman, I prayed for my husband to be a man of integrity, to seek after the Lord, to, that Jesus would be the love of his life. I prayed marriage prayers. Um, I just went crazy with believing God's word. And he spoke to me. He sent me signs and help. And I think the biggest breakthroughs is when I understood what it meant to surrender my will to God's will my wants and desires to god's wants when i started doing that i really saw great breakthroughs when i was grateful and said thank you and saw breakthroughs and said thank you i saw more and more happening so the lord kept multiplying as i as my heart grew i really feel like the lord multiplied the blessings and multiplied um what i saw him doing it just was incredible um so, some really dark moments, um, where I you know I messed up badly, and I asked the lord to to heal, to to use that as a learning opportunity, and he did. And I'm still my husband has not surrendered yet, but we're restored. Um, five years of standing, and I know I'll be a standard for life. Um, I think the biggest advice is to seek the Lord, to let him heal you, and thank you. I love you. um thanks for all you do for us. Bye bye
5: beginning in uh early to mid of two thousand and seventeen, my wife um, was into a, an emotional affair that in the summer of two thousand and seventeen on July fourteenth um, God showed me pretty clearly um what was going on and um from the beginning of her affair the physical side of her affair, I was aware of everything um and uh endured some pretty brutal nights but the the holy spirit and the lord jesus christ got me through those nights from the beginning god told me this is not her um that she's a prisoner of something really evil and um uh for the next two plus years probably about 26 months in fact um, she was an in-home prodigal would be home for three to four weeks or longer and then disappear for several days to a week. I always knew where she went, even though she's hiding it, we always knew. Um, how did I handle the rejection? Um, I prayed and prayed and a lot, and I, and I studied what was going on in Scripture and, I, and, and other things. But um, uh, when she was home, I just tried to love her, uh, tried to get more and more into listening to her. You know, I failed a lot of times with her anger and it would get defensive because I would see just like, well, this is not her. This is not my wife. This is not the woman I married. Um, how do I handle rejection? Um, sometimes better than others. Sometimes not at all. Um, sometimes I just have to walk away and it was brutal. But um, when it would come down to her leaving and she would want a hug and want to kiss me goodbye and then she would tell me she loved me or i loved her i knew that this was a scared little girl and and through it all god's been teaching me that you know this is a childhood that he wants to redeem and he will redeem um so yeah I've, i've had to throw off my own needs and wants and uh objective timelines and just accept it that uh, it's not a rejection of me it's it's much bigger than that it's a rejection of the lord and god's not gonna let her go i mean i he's got me convinced of that she now has for about nine months um been living with the other man and um things are are slowly moving and changing um the rejection continues but it's up and down um she wants me to call. Um, she thanks me for checking in uh regularly um, she'll ask to do things for me. She's coming back this next weekend for five or six days uh, and uh who knows what the Lord will do and all that uh, so um, all at all, all in all, I guess God's taught me you know has she been pregnant? No, but I did go through a period of time when. Um, I thought she was. I think she was. Um, whether she was or wasn't, it doesn't matter. The Lord was putting me through something to show me I know, like, how much do I love this woman? And how much do I trust and love him? And am I willing to endure uh for his sake so that he can redeem her? And, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't fun, but I had to endure it. Um, so yeah I look forward to seeing her. I know she's in a torment right now, and the uh, guy keeps telling me to be strong and courageous and that thank you and um, and thanks for all you all you do charlene and uh, all you guys thank you
6: so it's been about six seven months since he's moved back home and the reason he moved back home, even though we're divorced is for financial reasons. We still own the house together, and he couldn't afford to live in his apartment and pay, help pay the mortgage. Um, it's been harder since he's moved back home. I definitely feel like people who have in-home prodigals have it a lot harder than away prodigals. He doesn't have much communication with me. He avoids me as much as he possibly can. Barely talks to me. Um, I stay strong by listening to your podcasts, reading Charlene Cares, reading my Bible, and just constantly remembering that God has this in His hands, and I have to give it over to Him.
2: Thank you for everything you guys do. Thank you. My spouse recently came home about two months ago. and. I mean the lord has definitely moved in ways that i could never have expected i see a change each day i see um things that i prayed for literally the night before come to pass i wanted my husband to be more intimate with me i wanted him to lay in our marital bed because i've been sleeping on the couch and i prayed the night before for that and around two in the morning i feel my husband get in the bed with me um things as as specific as him um, opening his heart to me when I said, "I prayed, Lord, you know, um, bless our communication, bless my husband's ability and my ability to open up to one another, and we had a three hour conversation in the middle of the night. Um, I do see my husband's heart softening. He's being more physical with me and he's being more helpful with the kids. Uh, what's helped me on the days where I have felt rejection is definitely knowing that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and knowing that I am special in the Lord's eyes. I am worthy and that the Lord has already promised restoration understanding that even when my husband says no i know that the lord is saying continue to love continue to pray and um i've taken that time to actually take my issue to the lord first and pray and cry and then it allows me to show christ's love to my husband um in more ways than i could do in my own natural strength Also, um, my husband has just been, I mean, daily, daily changes, daily things, and um, I definitely love Rejoice Marriage Ministries for getting me through a lot of the struggle that I've faced thus far, even when fall starts, even in our separation, um, and now being fully, you know, my husband's home now, um, I just want to thank you for that. God bless.
7: This is the second separation between my husband and I. It began in 2017. Um, at that time, and for many years back, um, going back to 2007, um, I had an in-home prodigal. Uh, it was a long journey. A lot of me trying to please him in my flesh and, you know, change things or, or fuss at him about certain text messages I would catch and things like that. During this um, separation, however, we were apart for about two and a half years until finally God moved and made a way for me to make it back home. This separation, however, was different than the first because I really pursued God. I pursued Him for help. Um, I pursued Him, you know, just out of being tired of trying to do things in my own strength and with my own hands and my own mind, um, I really left it up to God and I really focused on my own growth. I focused on the things that God was speaking to me about myself that needed improvement. From there, um, God encountered me, you know, telling me what was wrong with me, telling me how to step through this process, and, and then even showing me things that were going on within and with my husband. Um, I truly trusted God in this. Um, in March of this year, 2020, I moved back into the home with my husband, and things were still um, not perfect necessarily. So I um, continued to pray. I continued to pursue God. I continued to um, do things that that help to help minister to other women. Um, I continued to learn about the Word of God and and really kind of focus on my purpose. And so regardless of what was going on with him, um, I just trusted God. Yes, there were moments where I would see things or things would occur that would hurt my feelings, and um, it was a moment of toughness, but it was other um, Christians in Christ who were standing with me, um, you know, who really encouraged me and helped me. Pray through those moments, and they were, they were just that, they were moments. Um, I pretty much now, um, my husband is different. He has been loving, he has been communicating with me, um, and God is just moving, and, and, and God has given me dreams and visions that really started to open me up to show me how much He is moving in my husband and how much change is occurring. And so, Really just staying in prayer, praying and battling in prayer is how I have gotten through this stand. I have trusted every prayer that I've sent to God, that He was listening, and because of that, I think that's why I have seen so much change. I think a lot of people sometimes feel that when they pray, they have to see something happen at that moment, and that's not my thinking. It's more of like I pray and then I wait on God and I move on, in my pursuit of him, and my growth, in my maturity, and in my purpose. But I truly believe that faith and belief is what accelerated my situation this time around and not me worried about what I was seeing or what I was even feeling. Um, I really, really gave it all to God at every moment and prayed for my husband's salvation.
8: I've been standing for my marriage for about 15 years now. Fourteen, fifteen. 15. Um, my prodigal has, uh, left, come back, left, come back. Finally, about three years ago almost, divorced me. Um, yeah, two weeks after the divorce, married, um, someone else. Um, I was ready to give it up. I'm not gonna stand. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, But on what would have been my 30th wedding anniversary, we've been married for 29 years at the time of the divorce, um, the Holy Spirit woke me up with strict instructions to not stop praying for my prodigal. So I'm yet standing, but I honor and glorify God because He's good, He has been faithful, He has kept me, and um, I continue to stand in His um, grace. It's only His grace and mercy. Please continue to pray for our family.
1: I hope you were as blessed as I was listening to these people share their personal testimonies and also encourage you with some instructions that they learned through their season of waiting for their spouse to come back to them and to God. You know, when you listen to personal testimonies, it's like it's really real. And you hear the variety of the circumstances. But there was such a powerful theme in all of them. And I hope you heard it. And I hope you write it down. Because there was such a theme of pursuing God, praying constantly off and on, and that they would not give up. They did not... Respond and try to debate or defend themselves, they would just let things roll and continue to trust the Lord to work on all these different details of their uh, in home prodigal. Regardless of your marriage problems, God is right there with you, He will never leave you or forsake you. And as these men and women have shared from their heart they are learning that God's grace and mercy is sufficient. Jesus is enough. And that they keep speaking and pray continually. The thought of that scripture of pray continually, that is what I did when Bob and I were having marriage problems, is I used to always want to defend myself. And instead, I listened And I didn't debate Bob. And I think that is what so many of these people are saying, is that they learn to listen and let God defend them and be their protector and deliverer. And that in time, God was moving and answering prayers. Suddenly, or within a period of time, they went through trials and tribulations But each time they all said it was sufficient and God's grace and feeling the presence of God was sufficient. Lori, what was your thoughts when you heard these? I know they are very powerful.
0: I love the theme that you pointed out was prayer because they said, learn to pray, Learn to grow in the Lord. How did I handle rejection? I prayed. And that's just the bottom line. And it seems so simple, but that is what it comes down to. Someone asked me today how they stop focusing on their spouse and on their stand and how they, you know, stop making that an idol And the answer was the same thing. Pray, shift your focus. Your focus is on Jesus. It's not on what that spouse is doing. And when you have an in-home prodigal, it's definitely harder. One of the testimonies suggested that. They said that it was hard because she knew everything her husband was doing. She knew every time he was leaving. And if you have an in-home prodigal who's involved with another person, that is right in front of you. It's being lived out right in front of you. And it's difficult. We are not trying to minimize that. We're not trying to say that it's not difficult. But it's something that God can give you the strength to get through.
1: My concern is that you may get weary and you think that reading the Bible or praying is not working. And I can tell you that is just the devil's lies to you to get you not to pray. There is nothing more powerful than, as Lori said, is pray. Short prayers, you know, it says pray without ceasing, and your spiritual growth in each one of these testimonies is that they kept on going and seeking the Lord all the time and growing in the Lord. And may I encourage you to read Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, where they talk about Wives submitting to your husbands. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Well, that's Colossians chapter 3, verse 19. And I want to tell you put your husband or wife's name in these scriptures and pray them by personalizing them because you are really speaking to God and and the creator of heaven and earth. And if you're praying them personalized, he hears and knows your circumstances.
0: I think it's important to point out that in a healthy marriage and a marriage that's growing, you can openly talk with your spouse about moving closer to God and moving closer to each other. But many times when you have an in-home prodigal, your relationship or your marital relationship is more non-existent. And to work through that, you need to first understand that your prodigal likely has some deep emotions that have caused them to pull away. It may be buried under a pornography addiction or even under another relationship, but something started the breaking of your relationship and you need to go back to that and ask God to reveal to you what that was. And When you're acting as one spouse, as a husband and wife together, each spouse not only wants their needs met, but also they want to meet the needs of their husband or wife. And right now in this season, you might be the only one trying to meet needs. And it's going to be exhausting, but God is going to equip you to give you what you need to face each and every day. Listening to those testimonies reminds me of the movie Fireproof. And from that movie came the book, The Love Dare. And you can probably remember in that movie, Fireproof, scenes where the husband was doing all that he could do in his power and with God's help to just show his wife unconditional love. And she wasn't having any of it. She was basically ignoring him and unresponsive. And that may be what your spouse is doing today, but you can continue to show them unconditional love. You can continue to show them the love of Jesus. You can continue to be the wife that Your husband wants. You can continue to be the husband that your wife wants and let God take care of the rest. I love that the one woman said she didn't need to snoop. She had to stop snooping. You don't need to worry about snooping through your spouse's things right now. As your marriage is healed and as you move forward, then you can come together and set up some boundaries together. But right now for this season, you need to step back and let God defend you and let God be the one that worries about the details of what's happening.
1: Gloria, as I was listening to the testimonies, I thought of a scripture that God gave me many years ago that I don't know if everybody knows, but it's Isaiah 54. And Isaiah 54, I won't go into the beginning of it, but it's um, verse 4 starts, Do not be afraid. You will not suffer shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. Verse 5, for your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. The Lord will call you back as if you were a wife deserted and distressed in spirit. A wife who married young, only to be rejected, says your God. For a brief moment, I abandon you, but with deep compassion, I will bring you back in a surge of anger. I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. And that scripture meant so much to me. And read all of Isaiah 54. but. There's such different scriptures in the Bible the Lord will give you, as these men and women shared, that they grew spiritually and praying the word of God and reading the word of God. You may follow reading your Bible systematically, but you will be a surprise how all of a sudden the Lord will give you um, a rhema word in the middle of of Hosea or in the middle of Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John that is just for you that day as you walk through difficult times when your husband or wife are living at home or coming and going, as one man mentioned. It's totally selling out to God. It's totally trusting. You have the Holy Spirit living in you, and he's going to empower you and equip you and speak to you. Directions like zip your lips or let it go, don't debate, don't argue, but just keep showing that unconditional love the love of Jesus. You are just showing how much you love Him or her by the power of the Holy Spirit. You will reap what you sow in time, and I think that's what these people are saying. They see, they pray. And then all of a sudden, they see an answer to prayer. So it's you're reaping what you sow. May I suggest this week or on the weekend, read Isaiah 54 and 55. They are two uh, chapters in the Bible that God really ministered to me in throughout my marriage problems and restoration. And um, it's a powerful I believe there are some verses in those two chapters that will be nuggets of gold for you. I'm going to read from Isaiah 55, and I'm going to start in verse 6, where it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. I want to tell you those are two verses, six and seven, that I prayed Bob's name in them frequently and regularly. And those may be two verses that you will want to memorize because that is where you're maybe having a battle still at home with the in-home prodigal that is not totally surrendered to having him as Lord and Savior of their life. Verse 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Let me jump to verse 11. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into songs before you, and all the trees of the fields will clap their hands. Instead of thorn bush will grow the pine tree, and instead of briars the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign which will not be destroyed. The most important part that you need to understand to hang on regardless of your different trials or tribulations or the different events that happen day in and day out, may I ask you to think that husband or wife is blinded and deceived right now by the enemy. And Jesus is asking you to say love them unconditionally and that turn the other cheek, go the extra mile, In time, you are going to see the fruit of what you've been sowing. And that is what I want to encourage you with, is that all that you do is not wasted time. You will see your husband or wife's heart change in time. Lord, we just thank you for these powerful testimonies that we have heard today. We thank you for their transparency, We thank you for their honesty and their encouragement that they've given to other men and women who are having marriage problems while their spouse is at home. Lord, you can empower and equip us to do all that you want us to do. Lord, you do speak to each and every one of your children. So I pray that our men and women will cry out to you, will seek your face, will read the word, will hunger and thirst in timing as they mature in the Lord, that they will see and bear fruit. Lord, I pray that you will have them all have at least a prayer partner and that they will be faithful in going to church or listening to church services via the internet in whatever situations they're in. Lord, we know your grace and mercy is sufficient. And we pray that every one of our men and women, every husband and wife that listens to these podcasts will realize that God is able to do far more than we can ever begin to imagine. So Lord, I just pray that you will show them and reveal your power, your strength, answer prayers suddenly, quickly, and they will say, you're hearing my prayers and be encouraged. And so Lord, we just ask that you would Touch all of these men and women who have become prodigals, who are coming home, trying to live a double lifestyle, and may you bring them to their senses. May you touch them and save them and speak to them, bringing them to their senses to flee from the other woman, flee from the other man. Lord, we know that you can do all things, and if we will consistently, faithfully hold on, hold on firm. And we will just give you the praise and the glory for what you're going to do in each and every one of RMM marriages and all marriages around the world. We want healthy marriages. We hate divorce. And we just give you the praise and the glory that you are in control. We love you, Lord. And may you bless all these marriages. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, be sure to subscribe so that you're notified when a new episode is released. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you found it beneficial, will you submit a review so it will help our rankings and other people will be able to find it? If you want to reach out to us, you can do so from our website, again, www.rejoiceministries.org. Write us and tell us how you enjoyed this podcast.